So today is the 14th of April, 2021. We're in the period of Songkran, the Thai New Year. So every year when it comes to the uh, Thai New Year, Songkran, it's a time of uh, fun and celebration. It's a New Year holiday for the Thai people. And the Thai government gives uh, many days off of work at this time. And this gives the opportunity for uh, people to visit their family and visit their friends and gather together. So this year and last year, uh, it's uh, the celebration is not the same due to the COVID pandemic. So we can see that all things are unsure, uh, impermanent, and that this is a normal condition of the world. And this, uh, and this is according to causes and conditions. So we see that the things of this world are changing, are impermanent, and changing all the time. We may be used to a level of comfort and convenience in our lives, but we see that sometimes the situation in life, the situation in the world changes. For instance, the world is getting hotter and hotter, and uh, bacteria and viruses uh, increase or they arise and infect uh, various living beings. So here we see the impermanent nature of conditioned formations of sankaras. In the past, we may have felt that uh, our sankaras, our conditions of body and mind, are strong and stable. But we see that actually it's something that's not sure, it's uncertain. And with the arising of the pandemic, we see this more clearly. It illuminates this fact. So we contemplate the impermanent nature, the degradation of conditioned things. We practice to be heedful. We can reflect on the, the teaching of the Buddha that all, all, a teaching to all the bhikkhus that they should all be heedful, that conditioned formations are uh, impermanent and unstable, therefore be heedful. We see that all the 84,000 teachings of the Buddha all gather together in this principle of heedfulness, and they all gather together in the truth that materiality and mentality are all impermanent. So we contemplate that all the things of this world are ever-changing, impermanent. And we see this as Dhamma, as the truth of the way things are. This is something that's normal and natural. And during the pandemic time, we have likely experienced some quarantine, for instance, a 14-day quarantine or a lockdown and so on. And this is a lockdown on the outer level, but we have yet to understand or experience a lockdown in our hearts because the sense impressions and moods are constantly flowing into the heart and the heart is constantly chasing after them all the time. So given this uh, worry arises, anxiety arises, uh, fear arises, and fear of what? 
the fear of old age, fear of sickness, and fear of death. So there are many things in the world that one may feel responsible for when asked to uh, take care of or manage things in one's work, in one's life. And this can give rise to a lot of worry, uh, anxiety. So there's one, uh, one older woman who is on the, the alms round near Wat Mapchan, and she is in a period of quarantine because she had contact with an infected individual. And she's currently waiting for the test results to see if she has the COVID virus. And I told her to chant it to be so, the praises of the Buddha. And she has already taken the Buddha Dhamma Sangha as her refuge. And I asked her how she's doing. And she said, I'm not afraid, having been born, that I must die. And so we can look at this um, elderly woman and see that she's given alms uh, continuously for a long time. So what Dhamma has she gained uh, from, her, from this practice? We can see that her view of life or her understanding of Dhamma, it's uh, good enough. It's to a sufficient level. She, we can see that she's not afraid of death uh, because she understands that all beings must die having been born. So she's not feeling stressed or under pressure. And when she spoke and answered, she answered in a way that was very relaxed and at ease. So we see that this indicates she has a deep understanding of life. This is something of uh, profound value. You can call it a wealth of wisdom. And so I uh, taught her that when she has time to chant, uh, chant when whenever she has the occasion to make her heart at ease. And she agreed to this. So may we all be heedful in our chanting practice to train our minds and hearts, to control our hearts, to be able to gather together, be collected in samadhi, to have our mindfulness be continuous, whether it's with uh, bhuto or bhuto with the in and out breathing or with our chanting. We train our minds to be well established with our meditation mantra of various lengths according to our state of mind. For instance, we can chant Arahang Sama Sambudo or just Sama Sambudo or just Bhutto or just Arahang. And one can recite Bhutto without looking at the breath. And this can bring the mind to stillness or we can just look at the in and out breath. And as the mind gathers together, then the breath, the experience of breathing can fade away. Then rapture, a uh, fullness of heart, and samadhi arises. And kanaka samadhi, this is when rapture and happiness arise, but for a short time. When the mind becomes more stable, then neighborhood concentration Upajara samadhi arises where the mind and body are very light. Even while listening to Dhamma, we can have tears flow out of our eyes. And this can be a kanaka samadhi if it's for a short time. 
So may you have effort in this and do this a lot, train the mind a lot to bring the mind to collectedness. Have this samadhi uh, restrain and control the mind uh, to keep it within the bounds of peace. To have afflictions not enter the heart, just like we practice to not have COVID, the COVID virus enter the body. So we keep the mind uh, in samadhi, in collectedness so that the sense impressions and moods don't enter. Because when the sense impressions enter the heart, the unrestrained heart is destroyed by them and the heart becomes chaotic and agitated. So we recollect the qualities of the Buddha, qualities of great purity, great wisdom, great compassion. This can make our hearts clean and at ease. We practice to recollect the qualities of the Buddha and we can also recollect the a teaching of Lungpu Cha. There was one time where Lungpu Cha, when he was staying at Wat Nong Papong during the time of Songkran, it's customary to uh, bathe the teacher, bathe Lungpu Cha. And Lungpu Cha had great patient endurance uh, with this and great loving kindness and sympathy for uh, the monks and laity. And he gave a teaching that uh, this cleaning of the body, we can compare it to cleaning the kilesas, cleaning the defilements out from the heart. And here we see the, the great loving kindness and the letting go of Lumpucha. Lumpucha taught during Songkran the Thai New Year to be heedful as well. Seeing that we're alive, we've made it to this new year, we're still alive in this world, so we should train our minds in heedfulness. Whatever is unclean in our hearts, we train the heart to clean it, to make it clean, to make our behavior of body, speech, and mind, to make it better, uh, to contemplate, to do goodness, to cut off unwholesomeness, and to make the mind pure. We see that this uh, mindfulness and concentration help clean the mind and clean the heart. But if one doesn't train the mind, if one doesn't meditate, then these sense impressions are always entering the heart and the heart is not clean. Just like we're constantly cleaning our clothes and cleaning our body, cleaning our house, our living space. And then when things are clean, we feel at ease in our body. In our, in our minds as well. We should also train our speech to be clean, to have purity of speech. And this is a, an important point of Dhamma. So we try to practice and train our hearts to be good, uh, to make our hearts clean. We see that we've been born into this world and this is a condition that's unstable and impermanent. In a hundred years, Every human on the planet will all be dead. There'll be no one left at all. So we see that there's no need to find fault or try to punish anyone or blame anyone. Try to find where did this COVID come from? Where did it originate? And people uh, look for the origin of the virus and they can't find it. They can't find for sure where it came from. In a similar way, we can't find the first time where we're born or the original birth. We may keep looking for it, but we can't find it. 
And in the end, all we do is uh, waste our time. We keep looking for it. And then in the end, we die and we don't get any uh, fruit, any result from our efforts. So we can ask ourselves if the current state of the world, is it, is it in a good state? We can reflect that whatever state the world is in, however much development or convenience and so on, that this quality of dukkha, suffering, arises because of clinging. So therefore, may you train your hearts in collectedness and peace and bring about the quality of respect. For instance, in the time of the Thai New Year of Songkran, uh, uh, Thai people practice to respect those uh, with good qualities such as their elders, their parents, their grandparents. And the parents and grandparents then give blessings to, to those uh, that respect them, to their children and grandchildren. So the blessing is to do goodness, to cut off uh, unwholesomeness and make the mind pure. And individuals go to the temple, the monastery, to get blessings from the monks as well. The blessing of Ayuwano Sukang Balang, long life, beauty, happiness, and strength. But may you uh, sow the causes to receive these things as well. Don't just receive the blessing and then do nothing about it. For instance, we should all know uh, if we want long life, we should exercise, uh, eat well, rest enough, and so on, and make our minds in a good state. And we may know this already, but sometimes we do it and sometimes we don't. This is because we don't yet see the suffering clearly. And not seeing this clearly, then our lives become more difficult. So may you contemplate and train your hearts Train the heart that's chaotic, that has the wrong view, that lacks wisdom, to train this heart uh, to develop wisdom more and more. So may you have effort, may you be intent in this, and in this life of ours to do uh, goodness, to do wholesomeness, to do uh, bright brightness, make the mind bright, to meditate, to chant, to bring the mind to stillness and peace. And if one's able to bring the mind to upajara samadhi, then the body and mind are very light, and this is a very good point to reach. Because with the mind in upajara samadhi, one can see sense impressions clearly. One sees them clearly as they arise, and one teaches the heart that none of it is a self, none of it is a me or a mine, a you or yours. And the heart is able to accept this. And Lumpu Cha taught that just this is enough. Uh, just this is enough. However, the mind that lacks samadhi, if you try to teach your heart in this state, the mind simply won't believe what you're teaching it uh, because of this habitual clinging. And this habitual clinging is incredibly fast. So you must train your mind to be peaceful. We see that in this life we've met with the teachings of the Buddha, and this is something that's really not easy to come by. We also have the faith to meditate and to practice as well. We see that this is also very rare. We look at the people in the world, 
and the majority or a great number are lost in delusion to a great degree. Uh, very few individuals are interested in training their hearts to peace. There are many individuals that have generosity and those with the five precepts, this is a very few number. So those that have both generosity and virtue is very few and those with generosity, virtue and meditation is even fewer. So for those of you who are established in generosity, virtue and meditation, you can feel proud of this. If you have the generosity and the five precepts or the eight precepts, sometimes uh, you can be proud of this. This is being a, a kalyana jhana, a beautiful being. This is a heart that's beautiful. We see that a putojana is a being just full of agitation and chaos all the time. So we can reflect that all the problems in the world, why do they arise? It's just because these hearts uh, are chaotic and agitated. This is the heart that's lost in the six senses, lost in sights, lost in sounds, lost in uh, taste, taste, touch, uh, smell, and mental objects. This gives rise to uh, uh, chaos and trouble. And so we can reflect this pandemic has arisen because of uh, hearts and chaos and agitation. So if we all practice uh, helping one another, having loving kindness to oneself and to others, then through this uh, practice of helping and loving kindness and things in the world get easier, uh, life gets easier. So don't try to punish each other, find fault with each other. We see that the, the real problems that we encounter, uh, which is old age, sickness, and death, don't, uh, or it can't be blamed on other individuals because this old age, sickness, and death has arisen because of birth. If there's no birth, then there's no old age, no sickness, and no death. This is just how the world is. So we have done goodness already. We have trained in generosity, virtue, and meditation. So you can be proud of this. You can recollect your past acts of generosity and virtue and feel happiness and fullness in your heart. Practice loving kindness to yourself and to others. And this is one method of training the mind to bring about collectedness, to bring about samadhi, this practice of loving kindness. Or one can look at the in and out breathing to bring the mind to peace. This is cultivating uh, mindfulness and concentration. And even if one doesn't bring the mind to the states of absorption, to the jhanas, even with a momentary concentration, akanaka samadhi, that's enough to contemplate, to contemplate materiality and mentality as impermanent to contemplate all of one's thoughts as not self, not a me, not a mine. And all the, the five khandas, the body, uh, feeling, perception, mental formations, and consciousness, to contemplate them all as not self, not, not, a, not a me, not a mine, not an I. 
in contemplating in this way, one brings the mind to emptiness. So this is using wisdom to train the mind to, to be peaceful, using wisdom to bring about peace. And then one realizes, or the mind gains emptiness from this wisdom. But this wisdom is not yet a true clear seeing, but it's using this wisdom to bring about samadhi first. And the other uh, way to do it is to use a single mental object, such as buto, to bring the mind to peace. This is simply another method to bring the mind to peace. And for those that are proficient and good at contemplating, then they can contemplate with wisdom first to bring the mind to peace, contemplating impermanence, uh, stress, and not self. In this way, uh, samadhi arises uh, little bit by little bit. Uh, concentration and mindfulness uh, increase gradually. And this fullness, uh, rapture, uh, bliss, happiness, uh, fullness of heart uh, increases more and more. One's acts of generosity and virtue bring about uh, great happiness in one's heart. And then as one keeps practicing like this, then the mind becomes more stable gives rise to upajara samadhi, neighborhood concentration. Then with the mind in upajara samadhi, the mind can gather together and see the Dhamma clearly, see that everything is just a convention. And seeing this clearly, one sees liberation. One becomes free of all sense impressions. One sees this uh, more and more clearly, uh, gradually. So you may, may you practice this continuously, practice this every day. May you not uh, retreat from this practice. May you not give up. May you not falter. Once you have established a goal already, so may you have effort to reach that goal. May you be intent in this. May you be determined to bring the mind to purity, to bring it to emptiness. And to bring the mind to emptiness, it's this path of sila, samadhi, and panya gathering together in the heart, which is capable of cutting off the kilesas, cutting off wrong view, giving rise to right view. And this is the mind of a stream enter, a sotapanna. This is a beautiful being with concentration and wisdom who sees uh, convention, sees liberation. And when the mind gathers together like this, and this is the arising of a noble being, going from a beautiful being to a noble being, who's able to cut off the defilements in the heart, which gives rise to the noble wealth in the mind. And a being who has realized this has no eighth lifetime, because wrong view has been cut out from the heart. So if one is proficient in contemplation, one contemplates first, or one uses a single mental object to bring the mind to peace, then you can contemplate in various ways. Contemplate the four elements, uh, earth, air, fire, and water, uh, passing away into emptiness and dissolving into emptiness. To see all phenomena, all phenomena are of the nature to arise, stay for a little bit, and pass away. You can be confident that this is the way to practice. This is the way to see the Dhamma for sure. Mupucha taught this way. This is the way to practice the Dhamma, to see the fruits in this very life.
So whether you're a layperson or a monastic, if you keep practicing uh, continuously without giving up, then in the end you must see the Dhamma. You will see the Dhamma. So may you all be intent in your practice.